Hello, welcome to a new episode of Cracked Teacups, a podcast discussing how to build a life of drama. Okay, we're going to start that over. Sure. Still recording? Welcome to a new episode of Cracked Teacups, the podcast discussing how to build a life after trauma, grief, or just plain being fed up with the status quo. This week, we are talking about freedom and resistance. We're not talking about the political uh, definitions of freedom and resistance, but more a personal freedom to be able to redefine your life, make new choices, take new directions, and the resistance that you may encounter um, with freedom to do what makes us happy comes resistance and requirements that we may need to meet um, in order to have that freedom. The poet Rumi said, let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. That is really fitting this week. Um, The strange pull of what you really love. I think things do pull at us when we have a passion for something or want to move in a direction or just simply love doing a thing. Um, but if you've, if you've studied anything about physics, uh, with a pull, you have a little bit of required resistance for it to be a pull, actually. And sometimes the, the resistance is good. It's beneficial. Uh, but sometimes it can be a hindrance. So, you know, how do we navigate finding personal freedom and the resistance that we may encounter? First, uh, you know, I'd like to define what personal freedom might be. It will be something a little bit different for all of us um, as we go about, you know, redesigning lives and, you know, pursuing happiness. We've been taught from, from childhood who we should be you know, what to expect is our lot in life. Uh, you know, if you ever, if you grew up on, on the wrong side of, tra- of the tracks, so to speak, um, you may have been told, don't expect anything more. You know, you may not go to college or, uh, you know, just, you know, get the job at the local factory because that's what your lot is. Um, our families can put constraints on us. Uh, you know, well, you know, everyone in our family is a lawyer. Maybe you should be a lawyer. So from early ages, we're, we're, we've been refined by others and, and told who we should be, what we should be. And in order to have personal freedom, to find the happiness in life that you're seeking, you're going to have to set aside some or all constraints set by others. Um, you know, this isn't really referring to anything that's against the law. It's not really um, referring to anything, uh, you know, making a moral choice versus an immoral choice or, you know, abandoning your children, not being there for them. It's um, with a little bit of common sense, uh, looking at constraints that you can move to give yourself the freedom that you need to make the choices, to find that happy path that you're seeking. Um, You know, personal freedom is, is the capability to be the main character of your own story and define who that character is. Um, it's the ability to live with authenticity 
and to have a realistic self-perception of who you want to be, who you need to be. And it's also about being able to have uncompromising self-care, to take care of yourself, to be the healthiest person um, that you can be, to be able to not only pursue your happy path, but also to be there to help and assist your loved ones to do the same. Um, personal freedom is, is understanding that you can say no and that you don't have to please everyone. You can still be a good person with a few boundaries. Uh, personal freedom means not having an expiration date. Just because I am 50 doesn't mean that I can't decide to write a screenplay or write a novel or start a podcast. I can do that. Just because I didn't do it when I was 20 doesn't mean that that door has closed. Um, don't let anyone tell you that because you're a certain age or because you didn't go to a certain school or because, you know, all of these other things didn't happen that you can't be what you need to be. Uh, with most situations, um, there are no expiration dates. Um, you know, personal freedom means I can say I'm not done yet. I still have things I want to do. I still have time for new goals and directions. And I can decide how much I put into them or how much I don't. Um, maybe something is just a little bit of a small hobby I'd like to pick up on the side on weekends or, you know, holidays. Or it could be something that I want to put 40 hours a week into or maybe replace my day job. Not that I'm doing that this month, but, you know. That's a possibility, maybe someday. Um, personal freedom is about having space in a good way. In my life of multiple complex dramas, I've come against many constraints, expectations. And sometimes it was people who were trying to protect me. Sometimes it was... Were, were people, it was people that did not have my best interests at heart. Um, and sometimes it was just chronic underestimation, especially in, in the work world, you know, being a female. And when I first started, started out and in my corporate career, I did not have a college degree. I was working in technology and that was a real um, situation where I was chronically underestimated. People assumed that because I didn't finish a degree, even though I was educated, um, that I couldn't quite do what they could do, or there was a limit to what I can do. I've spent, um, you know, a lot of, I've had, I have a lot of people to prove wrong about what I can do. Um, and in some cases, I need to prove myself wrong when all the self-talk, the negative self-talk starts saying, can you really do that? You know, who are you thinking to do that thing? Um, what if you fail, you know? And so then I need to prove myself wrong as well. Giving myself the freedom to try and fail will help me find the things that I can do well. And there's a lot of fun in the trying, even if you don't get to the point where you thought you wanted to be. 
Um, you know, recently I spoke in social media about um, writing my first screenplay. And I did complete it and I did send it in. And I, this past week, got the notes back from the readers. Um, while I didn't place as a finalist um, in the competition, the, the readers' notes were really insightful and they were encouraging. They told me specifically what I needed to work on. And so now I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that was a failure for a script. Didn't do much. But I learned so much from having written the first script. And I got the feedback from the readers. And their feedback was very good in terms of, you know, basically I understood the craft. I just needed to dig a little deeper into the story itself. You know, that's something I can work with. So I have the freedom to now look at that situation and say, okay, do I want to try this again next year? Write another script, put it through, or, you know, am I done with that? Do I just want to focus on my novel? And that's a question that I can answer for myself. Um, I don't need anyone else to say, uh, well, you know, I need you to take this time and do that with it. Or something else. I mean, that's that's the great thing about starting new things when you're in your 50s is, you know, my child has grown. He has his own children. They're very self-sufficient. Um, I'm not in a relationship. I am not married. I, you know, don't even have pets at the moment. So it's, I have this freedom to choose my directions. And so I maybe have more personal freedom than some people do who still have children, pets, um, jobs that are more, um, travel intensive, you know, but you can find a way through it all. Um, you know, what if so every time someone underestimated us, we were locked into their judgment? Um, that's something I've, I've always thought about because being chronically underestimated means that, um, after a while, you could start believing it. Or you're living with constant frustration of knowing that you can do more, which is more my case. I always knew I could do more than maybe my resume said I could or my educational pedigree said that I could. And so I had to learn to make those judgments on my own and decide what I was ready to do and when I was ready to do it. Learning about uh, personal freedom means learning to set boundaries, to be able to, to leave a, a healing or trauma mindset and move towards happiness and satisfaction. Um, a lot of us who have been through grief or a healing journey um, or traumas, when we start making decisions, how many times has a friend or a family member said, you know, you've been through so much, are you really ready to do that? And that's a decision that you need to make personally um, and not allow someone else to make it for you. If you've been through something or in recovery or something, allow yourself to define when you're ready to do something. Um, you know, another aspect of personal freedom is that you know, I am my own protector. So I can tackle uncertainty and on my own terms. And I can decide how to navigate it. That's one of the hardest things as a trauma survivor um, 
is dealing with uncertainty and it has stripped me up a number of times. But because I've been the one going through the uncertainty and I am understanding my own triggers and the things that make me happy and understand where I'm trying to go with my life, um, I am the best person to decide how to handle uncertainty, what's acceptable uncertainty and risk and what isn't, um, and what decisions to make around it. Um, last night, I I met a new soul tribe on TikTok, um, just happened into a live, and, and they were providing me with answers that I had been seeking. And uh, because last night was the new moon, last night being um, September 14th, 2023. One of the one of the ladies in the group uh, decided to give us a tarot reading. It was a beautiful reading, and she had, you know, laid it out beautifully on the table, and, and included beautiful crystals that were very, uh, very helpful. Um, and the whole message was wonderful. So thank you, Erin, very much for doing that. Um, but the deck that she was using was the Beyond Lemuria Oracle deck. It was painted and written by Izzy Ivy. And there was one card in, in, the, uh, in the reading that really struck home some of the things that I've been thinking about with this, this episode of Freedom and Resistance. Um, radical expansion is, uh, you know, how it was explained in, in the card uh, description is living and loving at full capacity being unapologetically you, self-expression, boldness, having a voice, taking up space, expansion, empowerment, owning your true power, being visible in the world, having fun with your magnificence, letting go of judgment, creative exploration, radical ways of being. So it's basically saying that this is a good time to let loose or, you know, to put it simply, but also to empower yourself to to really understand what you're capable of in this world, um, and and to be and to stop being small, to to go out and and find the fun things to do with who you really are, and not worrying about um, you know someone might see or I'm too shy or. Um, you know, what if someone judges me because you're really great. If you're doing something awesome and it's making you happy, let them judge. Who cares? Uh, does their opinion really matter? And there was a guidance to the card as well. Um, it read, it is time for expansion. You can be as big as your energy wants to be. Stop and consider anything that is holding you back. This card is the permission slip that allows you to let go of limiting stories and take up all the space you need. Have fun unleashing who you are. This is the sort of joyful part that I had in the back of my mind about personal freedom is the finding joy. It's the having fun in this journey to find a new life or to pursue these new dreams is, you know, Go big and have fun doing it. Um, you know, it, it, the guidance 
said, consider anything that is holding you back. That brings us to the resistance. With freedom, you're going to have resistance. Freedom asks, what are you willing to fight for? Resistance asks, what are you willing to sacrifice? Stephen Pressfield said, the stronger resistance we feel to the dream, the bigger the importance it is that we accomplish it. The resistance is the shadow and is proportionate to the dream, meaning the universe tends to give us dreams bigger than our comfort zone. And the bigger the dream that we have or that the universe gives us, the more resistance we're going to require to be able to get that thing done. Um, Small dreams will have smaller resistance. The bigger ones, if you're dreaming big, you're going to have to be prepared to deal with the resistance. So how do you reconcile resistance to your dreams, whether it's circumstances or people or um, other constraints? And my answer to that is, in my experience of, you know, the three or four times I've restarted my life and started over, is that you don't. You just can't always reconcile with resistance. Uh, You know it's there, and sometimes you can work around it, and sometimes you just have to ignore it and go. It's about, you know, working. It's about doing the nose-down grind with perseverance, even when things get hard or distracting. It's about weeding out the things in your life um, that are going to be resistance that just aren't necessary anymore, letting go of things that don't serve you and moving on, letting go of of friendships that are, you know, um, not going to help you in this new path, this new journey, not listening to the naysayers. You don't have to necessarily argue with them. Just ignore them. Keep going. Keep doing your thing. Don't give up your voice. Don't give up your goals and your dreams. Find the things that make you happy. And hopefully on the other side, they will see that you were right about making these choices for yourself. Um, Human will is a magnificent armor for adversity and resilience. Um, This is a personal saying. It's it's something I've always thought in my mind and, and felt that, you know, if you have the will to do something, adversity becomes a lot easier to withstand. It gives you that will to do something, gives you a a space between adversity and yourself, a little bit of protection. Um, And it helps you be resilient. Take, take, take Take the comments of, well, you can't really do that. Or, well, I see you didn't do it right this time, but you get up and you try again and again and again. And then one day you make it and in your mind, you can say, yeah, see, I did it. Um, Even though you said I couldn't. So human will maybe is is one, uh, one tool that you can use against resistance. There are situations, however, like in your core relationships with your spouse, your children, your family, closest friends, those that are most valuable to you, 
um, that may take a little more finesse than just um, pushing through uh, using human will as, you know, a shield. It may take some conversation to understand, uh, you know, to, to help your loved ones understand why you're trying to do the thing that you're doing, why it's important to you. Help them understand where you'll still be there for them or where you might need them to not have you around for this thing or that thing and why that's important to you. Um, it might require you having a little bit of grace um, either for them if they don't understand or are pushing back or for them to give you grace because they love you and they see that you're trying to go down this path of happiness. And even though you can't give them everything that, that they want, um, that you do still love them and that it's your best, um, it's in your best interest to go down this path because then you are the better you and you can be the better spouse or parent or friend to them by being the best you that you can be. Um, and it's in these core relationships, it's important also when you're encountering resistance to, to never give up, um, never give up both on your dream, finding ways to make it work in your situation. And, and also, uh, in, in the relationships where you really love someone, don't give up on them either. Even if they don't understand what you're doing. You know, talk them through the process as you go. In include them, even if they don't want to show up at this event or that event or, you know, or help in any way. Um, don't give up that they may see the value in what you're doing and someday be proud that you've been doing it. And don't be afraid where possible uh, to compromise, to, to make things better for both you and your loved ones, because these are the relationships that you want at the end of the journey, that you want every day, that are going to give you, hopefully, the encouragement that you need to keep going when things are hard, um, to give you better ideas when you're in a slump, and to be part of the journey with you. And this brings me to a story I... I've gone back and forth about whether to share it, but it seems very, very relevant. Um, there's this sort of parable about, will you sit with me in the ashes? This concept is, um, you know, when, when everything has burned down around you, you've got nothing left. There is nothing left you can do. And you are just sitting there miserable. The value of having a friend who will just come and sit with you in the ashes, not to say anything specific or do anything specific, just to be there and understand and know you're not alone. And I was in a situation with probably one of my best friends ever recently and some things that we were going through. Um, and I needed him to validate my feelings. I explained how a situation was uh, frustrating for me, how it was um, creating uncertainty. And it was very emotionally difficult. And I just, I wanted him in that moment to just sit with me 
and the ashes to be the friend and understand, validate my feelings. I really wasn't asking or expecting anything else. But in his understanding at the moment, because of the nature of what I said, um, was frustrating me. He took that as I was trying to make decisions for him, tell him how to make decisions, um, and that something had to change. And I wasn't really asking that. But that's that's how he felt about what I said. Um, and so in that moment, I became his resistance because I was expecting him. You know, he thought I was trying to control his decision-making process for what he needed to do in his life. And that wasn't the case at all. Um, and he became my resistance because I felt because he wasn't willing to just be the friend and validate my feelings. I then couldn't tell him things that might make him feel like I was asking for change, that I was just wanting uh, compassion in the moment. And so therefore I felt he took my voice from me. And so he became my resistance. Um, we've had a few conversations since then, but we haven't been able to get past it. Um, you know, this was not a, a friendship that I was willing to sacrifice uh, for my freedom or, or decisions that I was I'm making at the moment. It was a very important friendship to me. And I, I hope that we will be able to mend it. Um, I'm open and receptive to having a com to having some conversations without judgment to, to work it out. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to sit and wait either. Um, we'll see. But my point in, in sharing this story is that, you know, this wasn't a friendship that I was willing to sacrifice for what I needed and my freedom at the moment. And it was just something totally unexpected that I didn't see coming. But that may happen in your journey. You may come across some resistance that gives you unintended results, uh, presents you with risk that you didn't see. And how you manage that, how you work through that, will determine you know, how much of a sacrifice that was. So not every sacrifice is one that we can know what's coming. But, you know, while I will not sit and wait for this friend, you know, I hope that we do have those conversations and we are able to mend the friendship because he did bring so much value to my life. And I do see his worth and the importance that he can have, you know, continuing to be my friend um, and what I can hopefully give to him in return. Um, I'm not going to chase him. I, in my life, I'm not going to chase anyone because I need people in my life who will see my worth. Um, you know, so hey, I'm open to new friends. If you see worth in me and 
you believe you can bring worth to my life and you would like for me to bring worth to your life, uh, you know, hit me up on social media, leave comments on my posts. So I know you're not a spammer or uh, a bot. And, you know, we can have a conversation in the DMs and see who we are and if we would have a good friendship or, you know, hey, I'm single, romantic partnerships are an option eventually. Um, I am kind. So, you know, if we don't vibe, I'll be kind and let you down easy. Um, but, you know, resistance can get tricky. And so it's just know what you're willing to sacrifice, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And keep an eye out for the inadvertent things that, that you don't mean to sacrifice. Um, and try to, to mitigate that as best as possible. Um, I think one, one area of my life, uh, that I think I'm going to play a lot with resistance is with my grandchildren. I intend to meddle in their lives greatly there, but they're still very small, six and under, um, well, almost seven, but you know, I intend to meddle in their lives a great deal being their grandmother. Um, if nothing else, then to teach them how to how to deal with resistance in their life uh, to their to their personal freedom to be able to to make decisions and be the best them without the world trying to put constraints on them that that aren't necessarily necessary. Um, you know, I'm not talking about say, you know their parents setting safety boundaries or anything like that. I'm just saying, uh, you know. Allowing them to understand that, you know, they can be who they want to be in the world. Um, you know, to, to teach them that it's okay to say no to someone, even if it's Grammy, because, you know, I'm going to love them always anyway. So this is uh, Christy Bradley, and this has been the podcast, Crack Teacups. Define and refine what you need for personal freedom to design your new life, to design your new happy path. Meet resistance with wisdom and resolve and be well.